Hi, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Tailgates and Heartbreaks presented by Section 513. This is episode number 45. And like clockwork, it feels like it's every other episode. The the total vibe is completely different. Like last <laughs> week, we were dooming gloom. This week, who knows? I feel much better about it this week, but we'll get into that in a little bit. As always, alongside me is my co-host, Donnie, who I think is sweating his balls off in his house in yes. Kentucky somewhere. Uh, yes. And then Tito, who is, looks like he's just chilling in a little rocking chair, just ready to record a podcast. Can't get any, can't get any better than that. How are we doing, boys? Uh, Jacob, Austin, it's great to be here. It's great to be a part of this podcast when the Reds are winning. We are on fire. It's been a blast. Thank you all for joining us. I'm excited to talk some baseball today. Um, we have a lot of stuff to, to cover. It was an exciting weekend. But um, Austin, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Enjoying the uh, the lake life down here in Lake Norris, Tennessee. Yeah, you're working uh, really hard. You're working yeah, really hard, I see. Just really grinding it out here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before the All-Star break, getting that push in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now I'm, uh, I'm trying not to let myself get too high, but I like where we're at. Yes, yes. So I don't care. How do you guys, do you want to go? Game by game, I think there was a little something to take away for each of the games. If you guys wanted to do it like that, yeah, um, we can. Uh, we can definitely do it like that. Um, so the so we were what at thirty nine and forty. We had the last game of the Padres series, correct? Or was it the? Or we was were it the make. Or was it the makeup of the Phillies game? Or am I? Do I got my Phillies time game? Off? We were thirty nine, and then I think we got our fortieth win. For the Padres, and then the Cubs got us over 500 Friday. All right, I'm gonna just double check here real quick. Yeah, Great. I'm looking at it. It's after our win Friday, we were 41 and 40. Saturday 42, Sunday 43, yesterday 44. All right, so I mean, yeah, this team has been they've been fun to watch all year, even when they've sucked because. They have this ability to, I mean, they are, I think they're second in the, either the NL or the MLB in comeback wins. And I think it, the number was 23 before, um, uh, what was it? Drawing a blank here. What are you, what are you trying to think? I lost my train of thought. We're going to have to cut this. This is great podcasting. I know. I'm struggling right now. Shit. Oh, I got it. Um, so even when this team sucks, they've always been fun to watch because they've this team has no quit. I think it's one of the things that like this whole entire the whole fan base loves about this team and the fact that it's what makes the struggles with coping with the decisions that the front office has made or the lack of decisions or improvements they've made to the team. Um, they rattle off five straight come from behind wins. Each one of them has their own specific moment that you can look at and be like, is this something that we're going to look back at in maybe a month and a half as a turning point or, or whatnot. But, you know, they've been led by the two headed monster of all-star starters with Jesse Winker and Nick Cassianis and the rookies, Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson have been clutch every step of the way. I mean, this team's been fun, and I think you're seeing in all of these wins since we last recorded, there's been one different player stepping up every time. Yeah, there's like that same group of guys that's always delivering, but I think that's the one thing that's been so exciting is that this team literally is never out of it, ever. And yeah. it, it proves. In the seventh inning or later, this is uh, at Jay Luckhop. He's one of those – he's one of the guys that does – um like all of the stats for some of like um, the on-air stuff. Like I know Sadak will pull stuff from him. His name's Joel Luckhop. I think that's how I'm pronouncing it. Yeah, they have great, they have great graphs and everything. That's stuff. But so in the seventh inning or later, the Reds are hitting as a team, they have a 272 batting average, a 364 on base percentage and a 434 slugging percentage. That is the second best batting average in the MLB. It is the third best on base percentage, and it's the second best slugging percentage. Um, so fire me up. This team rakes when 
their backs are, are up against the wall, and it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Innings one well, through six can be gouge my eyes out. Yeah. Seven through nine. Let's go. Start my as long start as my heart. As long as we're close in the game, and the starters over the weekend did that with the Chicago Cubs series. Granted, like you said, uh, innings one through six, we were making Alec Mills and um, what's his name that pitched Saturday, uh, Alaza, Alazale, Alazale, something like that. Yeah, they both stink, and we made them look like Cy Young and uh, Nolan Ryan, but it's okay because we kept in it. I mean, the, the Cubs really shit the bed. Um, on Saturday, they went 0 for 9 and uh, with runners on scoring position, left 9 on base. Um, I mean, th- that's really been the, the, the tale of their uh, now. Now it's 10-game losing streak. Uh, they lost last night to Philadelphia. They just can't get the big hits, but the Reds late in the game are getting those hits. And particularly, um, you mentioned Castellanos and Winker, but it wasn't them this weekend. Actually, they only, I mean, they didn't do horribly. I mean, they got, let's see, I'm I'm tallying this up real quick in my head. They went four for, wow, that's way worse than I thought. Four for 33 with three walks. Yeah, they they weren't good. The fact that you can win all those games when most of the season you were basically going by, if these guys were on base, you had a good chance of winning. If these guys weren't doing anything, you're screwed. Now the rest of the lineup, uh, led by Joey Votto and Tyler Stevenson, they're really coming together. And, um, man, it is a – when everyone's going, it's it's like a machine, man. It's like a machine, and we're, we're the pitching's been just good enough to uh, keep us in the bullpen. Um, said it. You got to tip your cap to these guys. They've really battled. Careful. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Let's, real quick. What's just do it on air. Let's not say it because the last time we said, let's tip the, the cap. We uh, proceeded to have the implosion that was that San Diego series. Are you actually suggesting that we tip our caps on video and not tell the listeners of this podcast? That's exact because the last time, the last time. Just making sure everyone, everyone's on the same page and knows what's going on. So you at home listening will have no clue what we're doing, but yeah. Hey, sometimes you have to do it for the greater good. If it means we. But dude, you cannot tell me. I mean. Even Sean no, they've Doolittle. been. Sean Doolittle is getting people out with the throwing curveballs. Oh well, Sean Doolittle. Tip, I, the, tip the cap. I'm tipping I, my cap to these guys. They had a great weekend. I got in the shower yesterday when I got home from work, and uh, I saw that Doolittle was coming in in the ninth, and I saw that I like looked at ESPN. I looked. I pulled up the box score. I was like, oh, Sean Doolittle, two thirds of an inning, a walk, and there's runners on second and, and third. Yeah, I was like, man, well, are, we, are we really going to do this again? Like, I, I didn't get to see him throw the curveball against the Cubs, which I I mean, I would have he threw a couple fallen out. I would have fallen out of my chair. But he uh, regardless of. Yes, the bullpen has been great. Um, I think the Brad Brock being able to actually throw strikes and that herky jerky delivery of his has been huge because he's been a great uh, setup man. Keith Hembry, I'll tell you what, it's strikeouts or walks, baby. He's going to live and die by him. There's no in-between. Yeah. Like his, his strikeout rate is through the roof, and his walk rate is through the roof. It's insane. Yeah. So, you only got to get three no- of them before you give up four walks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's never easy. Like, it is yeah. never easy. Um, AG's been – He's been solid. He had a bit of a scare on, uh, what was that, Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I was a little terrified on Sunday, first, for, first for sure. Pitches, well, first seven, I mean, he got bailed out there in the seventh pitch. The first six pitches weren't even close. They had the mound visit. Uh, the umpire, I think he was hot, wanted to get out of there. He called, like, a really high strike a strike, and it was, it was not a strike. Um, so we got bailed out. But he got the ground ball, double play. That's exactly what... We needed right there. Um, yeah. And the I do fact think that, that was his last batter, too. I think that if he didn't get him out, they had Hembry going. Yeah. Um, 
So AG, granted to him and he did that. You see the cradle? See, like that shit, you can do that shit when you're getting out. So I don't care. But, you know, hmm. it was yeah, still I mean, kind of like, man, you, you had the game was close to being blown and you're still like doing the baby cradle. It's like, Jesus, like this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, the bumpy ride for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Art Warren's been great. Uh, former Bearcat. Um, he's actually been great all year. Um, whenever he inherits runners, I think only, I think the stat was like two of them have scored, if that. But he's been one of those guys that they've brought in to like, all right, like you're getting one or two outs and then that's it because it's typically, he's kind of coming in relief. Um, high high in, leverage in, in some high, Yeah, in some high leverage situations. I kind of wish he would maybe get a little bit more run, but hey, if that's if that's the role you have for him, that's great. Yeah. And you know, it's kind. Now we're getting to that point where they've been doing this without Anton and Lucas Sims. Who, speaking of those two, I think both of their return dates have been pushed back to the end of July, give or yeah. take. Yeah. So we're still we're still gonna have to go through that, which is, I mean, this has been great, but water always finds its level at some point. Um, right. Lorenzen uh, is apparently, as long as everything goes well in his bowl in his bullpen outings, so he's supposed to throw two days in Louisville. Yeah, I think it, I think it's it's either today and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday, and then he's scheduled to rejoin the team in Milwaukee, yep. which would be a nice little boost to have him because he can kind of do a little bit of everything. He can get some you know he can throw in the ninth he can throw in the eighth he can go in those close situations but he also has the ability to kind of give you a couple more innings too so he's kind of like this jack of all trades out there um but yeah i mean gotta give credit where credit's due but i think you you'd be hard to it's hard to talk about this team being successful especially in that cub series without you know the performance of a guy like joey Votto and yeah when when your stars didn't really, I mean Winker Winker I think is in a one for I don't know what his numbers were last night, but he's in like a one for twenty three slide since that San Diego series. Yeah, not so great. he's kind of, he's kind of struggling a bit, which you know it's fine. Like you got to cool off a little bit. He's still batting over three hundred, so it's yeah, it's all good, but. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like you just said, water is going to find its level. We know um, Max. Uh, we know the uh, the bullpen this entire year. It was kind of a um, putting a putting a bandaid on a bullet hole. They didn't spend money and we saw a lot of the results. But these, you know, these guys are fighting. They're playing hard. Jesse Winker and Castellanos have been fighting and carrying this team for a large portion of the year. You knew they were going to, like, slow down eventually. Castellanos still isn't. Um, but Winker, yeah, he's down to 310, um, as of the Cubs series, I think last night, I don't think he got a hit last night, did he? I think he got hit by a pitch, um, to get on base, but I don't think he got a hit. Regardless, he's in a slide. Um, I don't know, maybe going to the all-star game, you, you, he sees that he's amongst the best players in the, in the game. That'll revitalize him to make a run. I think he'll be fine. I think he was talking on... I think the Reds pregame show and they were talking about how he's grown as a player where he's at a point where you know in the past the past two or three years he's he's slumped a lot uh he's been a guy that has a hot month and then really cools off for about six weeks they think he's grown out of that and the batting stance changing um his fundamentals and and the way he looks at um his at bats that's a big part of it um I think the guy also really wants to fucking win um so he's gonna do everything you don't want to see him doing the swings where he's going down to one knee and trying to hit the ball into the the allegheny river did you guys hear miley say that um wade miley was like yeah i'm gonna hit the ball in the allegheny river it's like dude that's the ohio river <laughs> he doesn't even know where he's playing um i thought that was funny but no winker um winker just needs to you know take a week off i think that that all started I'm just glad I'm just glad I I, I never thought he was going to to be honest with you but you never know because it's his first time but he he kind of shut down the idea of doing the home run derby 
he's kind of like, no, I want to sit there. I want to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. I think he literally goes, I want to have a beer and watch Shohei Otani hit. At yeah. course. Well, dude, it's their first. It, it, both of them yeah. are their first one. Let yeah. them relax and take it all in. I think that. Yeah. And then I'll make sure. them, Okay, and maybe the next year we're gonna we're gonna not only start again in the All Star game, but you know, do the home run derby and hopefully be. I don't know. I hope they can get the recognition these two guys deserve. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, they were talking about it. I think when they were playing San Diego. They spelled his name wrong like three different times in the pregame, their pregame show. They were calling him Winkler. Um, it's just like that shit. And it's fine. I guess we're a small market team. And how is someone in L.A. or San Diego going to know about Jesse Winker? It's like, dude, these are two of the best hitters in baseball. You need to you need to treat them with respect and, and learn their name because they'll kill yeah. you. They'll kill mm-hmm. you. They're, they're two of For the best sure. right now. So. For sure. Um. So we kind of harped on this stat before the last podcast. At the time, the Reds were 2-17 and 17 versus the Padres, Giants, and Diamondbacks, but were, let me get the number, 37-23 and 23 against the rest of the MLB. Well, if you update those numbers, the Reds are 3-17 and 17 against those that three-headed monster out west. Against everybody else in the MLB, they are forty-one and twenty-three. The three-headed monster that includes the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, like, yeah the, the worst team in baseball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it. Well, hey, don't tell the Reds that, man. They are they are hey, a wagon. They were they were third in the division when they beat the Reds. So that's I'm not I'm not going to justify any of that. But uh, <laughs> forty-one and twenty-three versus everybody else, and that that grouping out west is done we're not seeing them anymore so and they, this team has owned the nl central going back to uh um let's say what last september really? oh oh like, yeah last yeah. september like yeah like last september when they started to kind of turn the corner um yeah yeah that last month of the season was that was a huge part of them being able to beat the Brewers and the Cubs and the Cardinals. Um, that really got them into the playoffs. It's it's right there on paper where you're kind of like there is there is clear proof that this team deserves some help, some reinforcements that are not guys that are injured because. Like we're getting to that point where the deadline is approaching, and there are holes on this team that can be fixed or whatever. And yeah, you know, I think obviously you want um you want bullpen help, and you're probably it's probably what they're going to go after. Um, just because I think. Whenever you're dealing with guys like uh, Anton and Sims, who I think both are guys that have had Tommy John, I believe they both have. I know Anton has. I'm not sure about Sims. But those arm issues can kind of constantly just come up. And I don't know if this team is going to be able to, or at least that bullpen is going to be able to withstand another potential stint, like let's say May or, or August, where these guys get shelved again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's great that the bullpen's been this sharp up until this point since they've left. And sharp is kind of an understatement. They've been lights out. But I feel like they need to really look at adding a arm or two in some capacity. And then Trevor Story? Oh. Thoughts? I mean, I would love are it. We I just don't are see we it happening. On the, uh, are we getting in the Trevor Story talk? Look, I don't, I don't know where else I would rather, like in particular, a, a particular player out there that I want the Reds to get more. The Trevor Story, getting him on a three-month lease, and we're gonna have to give up something that I don't want. I, I mean, I would give up. Would you trade Nick Senzel for two months of Trevor Story? Yeah, I think you would. Really? Um, if you, I, I was gonna say I would not do that. Really? I would. Well, I think not only I would do that, but 
I don't think the Rockies, after their deal with St. Louis and all the backlash they caught from that, they're not going to just sell Trevor Story for pennies like they did um, Arenado for the Cardinals. No, no, no. It would well, it would require a it would require a decent haul for sure. But I think the fact that you are only getting him for a for a three month period, yeah, yeah. like you're not getting Trevor Story under contract for how how long's Arenado under contract for? Like what, like eight more years in St. Louis? Yeah, I don't know what yeah, the, I don't know what like number a, was. That was like a. I think that you got to look at these two deals differently because that was like a salary dump. This is like. They know okay. they're not going to pay him anyway. So. Exactly. So, like, I feel like when you when you look at it, like, they were trying to salary dump, like you said, Arenado. With Story, it's the complete opposite. They know that they're trying to get the best return on the investment as possible. But the fact that you're only getting Trevor Story for potentially three months with no guarantee of signing a long-term deal, that kind of nicks it a little bit because they can sit there and be like, I don't need to do that. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm trying to like this is a win. We're trying to help each other out type yeah, of thing. I know. But I think deal. I mean, I don't think he'll be a Rocky in no, like, no, no, after, no, no. after the deadline. I, like, no, I think you're looking it. at I think you're looking at a situation where they're just going to keep fielding offers and fielding offers and fielding offers until the deadline. And then finally, at the last second, say, OK, this is the best thing we can get. I mean, it and it might might not end end up being, you know, this a big haul that they want, but, uh, I mean, they have to get something back for him. Otherwise you're just letting him walk. Yeah. And so, Donnie to so, Donnie to kind of, cause I know me and Tito kind of reacted. I wouldn't get, I, I am a, I am one of the probably strong. I consider myself one of the strongest members of the Nick Sanzel fan club. Um, I think he's been snake bitten by literally every wild injury imaginable. Yeah, yeah is the no, dude like is, the, is the dude made of glass for sure. But my thing is, I I've seen enough. I I've seen from him like he's shown me like a like you look at his versatility, like he can do all sort. He can play center. He can play third. He can play second. I think his speed. He's got a really good bat. Um, he's got the ability to kind of hit. He's what we all wanted Jonathan. It's what Jonathan India is what we wanted Nick Senzel to be. If you can get Nick Senzel to be halfway what we think he can be, that's more valuable to this team than, in my opinion, a guy like Eugenio Suarez, who's just hitting straight up for power and has a decent glove, maybe below average, and is hitting probably what he will be hitting for the rest of his career is probably sub 250, but just got the power numbers. I like don't think, I would, I, I would yeah, much I would rather much have. Say, but I don't. I would much Rockies, rather I don't think the Rockies have Senzel. The Rockies are not going to take. I would, give, I would trade Suarez to. No, I but out, I, I'm with Donnie. I don't think that that makes any sense for Colorado. Like, unless you look at it, unless they see some upside. He has a lot of years. He has a lot yeah, of years. Yeah, like, I was going to say, unless they He's got six more years on that deal. And it's a cheap deal. So they don't, you know, that's one position that they're not going to have to spend anything on. I really don't understand what their end game is right now. I don't think I, they understand. Like, they don't I, don't, I, I, I don't think that their farm system is, like, necessarily in a place where they're looking forward, like, we're going to have these guys up in four years and then we can go out and make a blockbuster free agent deal. Like I think Colorado's an attractive enough, like, or Denver's an attractive enough city to be able to go out and get guys to come there. But and people want to play course. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really don't understand what's going, you know, what the end game is with this. So I think, you know, maybe, maybe a Suarez is a piece that they're looking at, but if they are going full rebuild, like there's, I, I don't know. They they'll be able to find a better offer from somebody else. I think Nick Senzel. I I think I draw the. I still consider when you think about Nick Senzel. I kind of look at him still as a prospect because we don't know. We haven't seen him play the majority of a season, and he's still so young. But I would rather trade him over Garcia. Or Barrero now. I would rather trade Senzel over India, obviously. I'd rather trade um, Senzel over really our top three arms 
in in the minors. I don't necessarily want to go out and get him if we're not in a position to at least make a competitive offer this offseason. I'm not saying mm-hmm. we need to go out and be the highest bidder, but I don't think that this team's in a position where we should be snatching up three-month rentals in order to try to like overcome all of these hurdles that we've got right now. This is a good team. Like we can compete for the division, but like I don't think any of us are kidding ourselves being like we can make a run at the pennant. Like I don't know. I just don't I don't that's not how I view this team right now. I would much rather Tito kind of what you said. I mean not exactly what you said. I'd much rather put focus on putting a deal towards Nick Castellanos extending Jesse Winker. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure. figuring that out and, and, and tr- adding Trevor story to the mix. I just, you're not going to be able to have both of those things. I would much rather yeah. have Castellanos than Trevor. No, Stoney. I, and I'm not saying that like I'm dead set on the idea of like, I like, no, what I, I like, what, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Like what I like, if they brought in a guy like Trevor story, who is got good glove, good speed, can hit for power. He's going from probably one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks in with the altitude and everything and going to probably one of the next best hitter-friendly mm-hmm. ballparks. Yeah. I I feel like I could get behind I feel like I could get behind that. Is he frozen? <laughs> yeah. How Just, am I at a lake house with better internet connection than Geezer has in his living room? <laughs> All right, we're back. We're working through some internet issues. Um, Tito's at the lake. Geezer's in the sunroom. I'm in an AC-less house. Well, that really doesn't have to do anything to do with internet. But I don't have AC. I just like, want to talk about it, just how hot I am. We're getting through it, guys. We're sorry. We're back. I want to talk about a couple things out of the gate. First, I, I don't know if any of you guys saw this. It was, I think, last night. John Fay covers the Reds. Did you see what he said, boys? Johnny Fay, one of my or my favorite Cincinnati sports writer. Is he? Oh, absolutely. He's the Lord's guy. Okay. Well, he said I think I stupid. in passing <laughs> I Donnie in passing I think I kind of like glanced over the exchange on Twitter. I and I agree with what he was getting at, but he basically you know how I was saying you need to tip your cap to like Brock and Art Warren and Hembry. Well, he's saying you need to thank Nick Crawl for getting them, and he's done such a good job as a GM his first year. And I guess, like, yeah, Castellini's kind of cuffing him. You know, he went out and found those guys. Hey, I guess it is good. Um, he's getting just torched right now. But who's getting more torched is Bobby Nightingale, who wrote in his article that I don't know if he talked to Castellini, but basically just saying. Castellini's an owner that is is dedicated to winning. And it's like, really? Are we sure about that? Now, maybe Spinzone, Donovan Spinzone, maybe he's doing the – maybe Bobby knows something that we don't, that that Castellini is is working something up right now with Nick Kroll, and they're about to do something big um, at the deadline because – <laughs> what makes you say, watching the the last basically two decades of Reds baseball, that Castellini is is a guy that that doesn't take losing as an option? That he's the, only a winner. The only thing guys, that it's all that do guy has done. The only thing that they could do at the deadline that would justify that article would be something like trading for a three month rental Trevor Story and then immediately signing him to an extension. But like beyond that. Like, I don't know how you can read that and not uh, – yeah, I mean. I just think that's kind of ridiculous. And they're getting shelled. Both of them are getting shelled. Well, on- yeah. I mean, in <laughs> right of, like rightfully so. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, the, the hashtag waiver boys have performed pretty well. <laughs> the waiver boys. The last, like, you know, couple weeks. But the numbers are still the numbers. Like, they still have the second, I think they have the third worst bullpen ERA, which is yes, like five higher. It's third like third worst. It's, I think it's like 5.9. It's 5.2. Like, yeah. Okay. Regardless, your bullpen ERA should never 
be realistic. Like, if you consider yourself a good team, you should ever maybe if that. And like, that means your bullpen is consisted of guys whose ERAs are either inflated or they're just really bad. And they've well, been really bad. Well, like, think about I'm it. The last gonna, 10. I'm going to stick up for my guy, John Fay here. Like, given what we saw in the bullpen early in the season, it's pretty shocking that we're here now. Yeah. I mean. Well, they did do the term that it's like the water find its level. Oh, these guys can't possibly be this bad. And, yeah, I, I guess you'd. It's the old dusty tactic. You, you leave someone in there because you're like, oh, well, they're going to turn it around here in the next couple of games. We need to get on it. But to the point, user, we have a 5-2 ERA, and that's after having a 1.1 ERA from the bullpen the last 10 games. Yeah, like don't after don't, that, like, don't try and tell me that this, this GM who has basically said that their moves are going to stem from them getting their guys back from injury like that's not that's not making improvements to your team like you that's not improving your team maybe in the moment it improves your team but long term it doesn't improve your team like you can't sit there and tell and you can't sit there and, and look at someone with a straight face and say we did everything we possibly could to figure out this team's issue at shortstop in the offseason when yeah. they said them shedding payroll to begin the offseason was specifically designed to create room to bring in a shortstop that they never brought in. They dropped reallocation. They dropped the term reallocation, and then instead of that, they, they sat on the 20 so million dollars they cut. And now but you have. If it's going to be for a move that they're going to make at the deadline, it, we don't know if it'll be worth it, but it all will make sense. And it'll paint Castellini as a beautiful mural on downtown Cincinnati's many walls. But if they just sit around and do like a minor thing, like what they do last, they trade it for Archie Bradley. And that, you know, Archie Bradley's an awesome guy. I mean, he was pretty good for us, but that's not a major move. Like five and a third innings. Oh, yeah. But like, we need a major move. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it, I don't know. Unless it turns out that these guys just needed, you know, 80 games to finally get in shape, which I really doubt is the case. Like, I, you have to have – we're going to need another lockdown arm in the out of like because we can't – we obviously can't count on everyone being healthy. So Right. Not, you can't count on everyone being healthy, and you can't count on some of these guys who have been released by multiple teams to continue to pitch well. Like hey that, that, that shit just doesn't flip overnight and stay flipped for the rest of the year. Like this Joe bullpen, like sick. But that's, I mean, geezer, I will play devil's advocate here, though. That's like how you go about this when you trust Derek Johnson. No, I, I mean, yeah, like I believe me, the fact like that you try to find those guys that, like, I think it's a, I would draw like a similarity to how. Like John Gruden was talking about how his like when he was the his first stint as a head coach, how he was evaluating draft talent. It's like show me your best ten plays, and I'm gonna trust my coaches enough to make that your standard, like on film. So I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe that was the thought process. Show me your best ten outings as a as a relief pitcher. It doesn't matter if there were five different teams, and we're gonna trust Derek Johnson to make that your standard. I mean, I think that was the logic, at least. I'm not saying that I believe in it, but like that, it's not. It's not like they were. It's not like they were just picking up waivers left and right without any thought to what these guys could do. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, who I mean, would they be... they kind of were in a way. Like they kind of were just picking up every possible arm because they were just running seeing, in circles. Yeah, seeing what's stuck, seeing and, got something. And but like that's the most frustrating part about all this is like yeah, like Derek Johnson is probably the best pitching coach in the MLB, and it's not even within question. But the imagine what you would be if you gave this guy like solid arms, like actual like solid bullpen arms. 
guys that guys that fit the mold of pitchers that he wants with good fastball um, and good movement on your uh, slider or your curveball. Like, yeah, that's imagine giving him somebody who's good what he can do. Aroldis Chapman. (laughs) Should we trade for Aroldis Chapman? Keep him as far away from the city of Cincinnati as possible. (laughs) Dude, I'm just reading all this stuff from New York this morning. They all hate Aroldis Chapman now. He's had like a really bad July. He's he's got like a 22. He's got like a 22.5 year. But but he was lights out in his last year. I'm not saying. Yeah, it's apparently it's the. That was a joke. I'm just saying, if we got someone, apparently it's the, um, it's the what? My my hands are stuck together. That that spider tack. This is the oh. second time on this episode. <laughs> like this is an audio podcast. So I understand that you can't you keep doing these hand motions and expecting. I don't even have understand my what's going on. I don't on. have my camera on, so I can't even see you guys. So apparently I don't even know what you're doing. Apparently, it's yeah, the spider Diamond's tech. living the life of a listener right now. Apparently, <laughs> it's the spider tech. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just All right, saying. Donnie, I, you were going to say something before me and Tito kind of kept going back and forth, and you were really excited it. about it. I, I really I just wanted to say a role as Chapman just to, like, get a laugh. Um, That was it. But, no, we need someone, I think, like – Aroldis Chapman, maybe like, okay, maybe not Aroldis, piece of shit. What about a Craig Kimbrell? Do you think the Cubs would deal him within the division? Yeah, because I don't think, I think that somebody other than the, even if the Reds could put something together for him that the Cubs would listen to, some other team is going to pay a lot more money for Craig I think Kimbrell. Boston will probably make a move to bring him back. I yeah. don't know if they're, I don't know if they necessarily need that in the bullpen right now. They've you can Matt never Barnes have pretty good closer. You can never have too many. You yeah. can never have too many good arms in the bullpen. Yeah, but the, they, I, they have a lot though right now. They've got a lot. The Sox have a lot of good. They might be, but I think they're. But I think because I follow, I mean, I obviously follow Carabas, but they're. I think they're also one of those teams that has like bullpen guys that are kind of up and down, like more well, often than not. No, they're. I mean, they're, but they're like playing bad is not that bullpen hasn't been the reason that they've lost games this year. They need to go get another starter is what they need to do. Well, Chris sales coming back in the next. Yeah, I know, but they still need like another two guys. Like they, yeah. Garrett Richards is one of the worst, like ever since spider attack went out, he just doesn't know how to pitch. Like he actually said in a post game press conference that he might just retire. That's, hilarious <laughs> like that's not what you want to hear <laughs> yeah. dude how about i don't i love while we're on the big market teams the yankees are what's happening up there with cole and chapman they're like this is so unfair like we had to pay all this money for guys that like we didn't know this was going to happen it's like oh poor yankees like <laughs> you actually think we we're gonna feel fucking sorry for you like yeah we didn't know this was gonna happen what does <laughs> yeah. that even mean it was yeah, uh, no one, no one in the history of baseball, Thomas or Mc- no one in the history Thomas- of sports, is ever going to feel bad for a top ten team, like money wise. The number, like in all of one, sports, the number one. Yeah, team. no one's going to feel bad for the Yankees. Don't sit Thomas there and Smokes, try and. Tommy Smokes was saying this morning that they should get refunded for Garrett Cole's contract. <laughs> like, get out of here, dude. You guys had the money. You have just you're just printing money at this point. Like, no one feels sorry for you. No one. No it, one. Does. It's it's actually incredible how bad they've managed to screw up the unbelievable farm system they had three years ago. Yeah. Like. Yeah. They were they were just that they were in just as good of a situation, if not better, than the Dodgers. And like, look how those two things have played out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like polar opposites, and and I love seeing New York struggle, so it's always um, that's always fun. But that division, man, that it's going to be really interesting to see how the last two months, three months play out in the in the East, in the AL East. Yeah, because the Blue Jays, I have faith that the Blue Jays are going to be right there. 
Boston, I hope, continues their success. Um, I think getting Chris Sell back, I think they'll trade for an arm. Um, I would love to see Boston do it. And then the Yankees. I mean, I don't. I think Eric Cole and Chapman are going to figure it out a little bit. Um, um, that's a. Those are three really fun teams. Um, I'm not trying. What I'm going to bring it back to. Uh, yeah. To the Reds yeah. real quick. <laughs> have you yeah, guys? We, have you guys seen the? The so obviously, as we all know, Nick Cassianos went long ball. Played a little long ball last night. Um. Uh, did I'm assuming you both have seen the the uh, Kansas City Royals broadcast of it where they're honoring oh, a a fallen uh, veteran and first pitch he immediately just pisses on a baseball. I was actually so I'm writing some, I'm writing a blog I'm writing a blog on it right now. So someone so someone someone <laughs> like must have went back. And apparently his first home run in the minors <laughs> yeah, was yeah. on the night that Osama bin Laden was killed. <laughs> this dude <laughs> just has some of the most memorable, well, maybe not, well, yeah, memorable, but, like, just first home Osama bin Laden, bin Laden gets murdered. Oh, longtime Reds broadcaster Thom Brenneman's career dies on air. Yeah, I'm just going to go yard in the middle of his apology. Yeah. Oh, wait. Fallen veteran? Yeah, hold on. Hold my beer. I'm going to piss on another baseball yeah. for you. And, like, the broadcaster <laughs> is like, well, there's no real good time to mourn on a po- on a broadcast. I was like, jeez. And then when someone. Is up. And no joke. I went back. I saw someone dug up a, a uh, old video from. I think Votto. it was Votto's, yes, yeah. it was Votto's year, like, MVP, like, second half that he should have won. When Jim Day is, like, talking about someone that had passed away, and Votto mashes a ball, and <laughs> sure enough, Dom goes, talk about sorry for your loss, sorry for that baseball, like, on yeah, air, I'm like, was, oh, my it, God, it was, this guy we're, is we're so really tone deaf. We're really going to miss him, Jim Day said, and then Tom says, yeah, and we're going to miss that ball, <laughs> like, so casually. It's like, and at least the Royals guys were like, man, like, they'll probably laugh about it now, but it's like, man, sorry about that. There's no real good time to do this. But Tom was just, like, already gone, like, in one ear, out the other. Like, Vada just mashed the ball. <laughs> it's just, he sucks. <laughs> He's the I mean, worst. yeah, I... Tito, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send it to you and see if you can't clip it in for our uh, for our listeners. He's a guy that I admired because he uh, did his homework. He was solid on the air, but he didn't take his he didn't take himself too seriously. He had a great rapport with the drivers and the crews, and that really came across. And uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to be sorely missed. And this ball will be missed off the bat of Joey Votto. Oh my goodness, is this guy on fire? Be look out for the blog. I'm writing on it too. I'm writing a blog on all that, so it should, that'll be included in it. So, I mean, this guy just is, yeah. And I'll tell you what. God, I just what? love the guy. I just love Castiano <laughs> so much because he just has best. been. He is just the absolute best. I would He's, love nothing more for him to stay a Cincinnati Red the entire time, yeah. the rest of his career be the the new statue did you see his his son is so cute he's got like two teeth and he's like telling his dad to hit it opposite field to where he was sitting he's like can you imagine if i caught my own dad's home run ball it was just so cute um, and his and brother later in the game. his brother on twitter is kind of hilarious too he's awesome yeah he's awesome he's kind yeah. of been one of my sneaky favorite twitter follows dude he's got, during the season like, Everything about it, like, it, not only is, like, he amazing on the field, like, everything else around him, like, his family's great, his his personality's great, he does some the wacky stuff we love. There's everything about the guy you have to love. And uh, so lucky to have him on the Reds right now. Need to sign that man long term. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Reds are staying hot, and I don't know if they just tweeted out the lineup for tonight. 
No good shit. radio. All right. Well, I know. I personally don't have anything else left. Uh, Reds are five straight, baby. Gotta gotta finish strong for the All Star break. Cause I mean, all the stuff that we talked about in the beginning of the episode isn't really gonna matter if this team doesn't, you know, in one way or another, start making moves, continuously getting better and better. You know, if right. they keep winning games and winning series, it's going to be very obvious what this team is and what ownership should do. But if this team keeps treading water like they have in the past years and some at some points in the season, we're going to be stuck where we were last week and, and the two weeks before that and the month before that. It's just been like this cycle where you want to hope that this team can continue to string together Good series, good wins. Yeah, every now and then you're gonna you're gonna maybe get swept by a team, or you're gonna lose a series or two in a row. That's fine. But the three-headed monsters behind us, the rest of the MLB is ahead of us. Forty-one and twenty-three against everybody else in the MLB is is enough. And I said it last week too. It's enough for me as a fan to kind of hold on to hope because they've showed that. Yes. And I think we're going to see it too because I think everybody was quick is was quick to fall in love with the Brewers because they were just beating the shit out of all of these bad teams. But I think we're going to see it happen here when they because I feel like the Mets who are playing baseball right now on the Red Coast All Star break. But I think we're going to see. I think the Mets can potentially not only sweep the Brewers. But I think the Reds could easily go into Milwaukee and take two or three, or or it might be a four game series. I'm not sure, two or three or three or four, whatever. And then you're going to see that lead in the NL just continue to trickle or to shrinken while you add on to the fact that the Cubs absolutely suck. Yeah, I know. Fuck off. They're going to only get worse. They're only going to get worse because they're going to sell. You're like they have to sell. Yeah, yeah, that that lead it's gonna trinkle and shrinken all the way, uh, <laughs> all the way to zero. Hopefully, fuck off, Tito. <laughs> Not my best moment. All right. This Happens. has been a wonderful podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I just really wait till enjoyed. episode fifty, man. We're getting there. What episode is this, by the way? We need forty-five. Say wow. Look at us go. Look at I'm, you go, geez. I'm just like. I'm more – it's not just me. It's a team effort. I'm more so proud of – just proud of us and the fact that we've continued to like – we've actually set a schedule, so to speak, where we at least talk every week. And in the summer, yeah. it can kind of be – dude, could you imagine if the Reds sucked right now? How – like truly sucked, like pirate level suck. How miserable we'd be having – like we probably would be at like 30, like 30 episodes, if that. No, we just – yeah, it, Give us a winning product, and we're going to at least talk about it. We're not going to make We'll talk sense. about it. We're not going to make sense. It's not going to be good, but it's going to be there. So, yeah. There let's go. go uh, let's follow. Let's sweep the Royals. I like let's our pitching you know matchups what? tonight and tomorrow. Give me a sweep. Yep. Let's just do it, Tito. Why not? Yep. Why not? Know what I want, you know what I want tonight? What do you want? Before, I want Shogo to start in center. I know it's a lefty on lefty yeah. matchup, or I want Shogo to start somewhere, or maybe left, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I want Shogo <laughs> to go yard tonight. Even though I want Shogo to hit a homer in Great American because I literally think it'd be the loudest Great American has been in five years. But I want Shogo to go yard so bad. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that very much. I don't. I mean, we're getting close, man. I mean. He's- He's hit a couple this year. It's like, oh, is this the one? And just short. He's he's due. That's <laughs> there's no no uh, no doubt about that. He is due. We've been saying that for quite some time now that he's he's due. He's yeah. nothing if not due. He since the Korean War he's been due. Um, Vietnam, all the wars, Revolutionary War. He's he's been due. Never happened. All right. Well, here's Back. the hoping. Here's to hoping Shogo goes yard tonight and the Reds get an, their sixth straight victory. Maybe maybe not a come comeback victory. Let's save some of those. Let's not just bunch them all up together. Let's, let's save some. Sprinkle those out. All right. Thank you guys for listening to episode number 45 of Tailgates and Heartbreaks presented by Section 513. Thank you.
thank you guys for listening through me not being able to speak proper English um, and constant trying to do hand signals and shit on air when you guys can't even see it. But we thank you. Um, subscribe, rate, leave us a review. For the love of God, I say this after every episode. Will, will someone send an email? Someone send us a question. <laughs> Mom, dad, grandma. Get us on Twitter at Matt PGHB Wall. Matt Wall, where are you at? Or Matt Wall, I email know, Matt Wall. I know you listen at every time it drops at work. Send us a question. Come on. Email at t- or email tailgates to heartbreaks at gmail.com. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You guys have a great rest of your day. Go Reds.